You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM with Mankiran Audula. BC's wildfire season is here, and we talk about what it's going to look like and potential solutions. And we're now speaking to Dr. Sarah Dixon-Hoyle with the Faculty of Forestry at UBC. Dr. Dixon-Hoyle, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me on the show. What do you think of the BC wildfire season that we're currently seeing? Well, across Canada, not just in BC, we're seeing a really um, above-average wildfire season already. So we've had that ongoing drought persisting over the fall, these long-range forecasts for warm temperatures, and almost 400 fires are burning across the country. Uh, To date, we've had almost 4 million hectares burned. That's about 13 times the average up until this this date. So we're set for another record-breaking wildfire season. And why has the season started so much earlier? Because think about it, it's not even summer yet. So what are the factors there? Again, like I mentioned, we had that really dry fall. Um, We were having, if you recall, wildfires burning in BC in October last year when we had that smoke coming down to Vancouver. So some of those drought conditions have persisted. We've had a really dry and hot May, that heat wave that we had earlier this month. And these conditions are really what we're anticipating to see under climate change. In Canada, climate change is predicted to cause larger fires, earlier fire seasons, uh, for fires to be more intense due to the really uh, dry vegetation that can cause them to spread. So it's really what we're unfortunately projecting to see under current and uh, predicted climate change. And there are particular areas in BC that have been hard and I hit hard, and I know the situation is constantly evolving and changing, but what is the situation like in Tumblr Ridge? It's definitely a scary situation up there. Uh, the district of Tumblr Ridge is under an evacuation order, and there's a number of other evacuation orders and alerts up there. Um, so people either having to leave their homes or being on alert to leave at any time. Um, you can check the BC Wildfire Service app, but I just checked this morning that that fire is close to 20,000 hectares. For folks in Vancouver, that's about 50 times the size of Stanley Park. And then there's another wildfire just over 3,000 hectares in that same area. There's a state of local emergency in effect in that Peace River Regional District, uh, and we're definitely monitoring that situation closely. And another area, too, that is of concern is the Cameron Bluffs wildfire. That continues to burn near Port Alberni on Vancouver Island, covering a small area just south of Cameron Lake. The wildfire is right next to Highway 4, and that prompted a closure of the major east-west route on Tuesday. How's that situation looking? You're right. That's, that is a much smaller fire, but because of its location right near the highway, uh, the incredibly steep terrain and difficult conditions making it hard to respond, it has caused the closure of that highway. And I think it really just points to the fact that we can't only be looking at area burned. We need to be mindful of where these fires are burning. And when we're thinking about preparing our landscapes and community, thinking about things like evacuation routes, you know, how can we be conducting fire mitigation works to ensure safe evacuation if you've only got one road in or one road out. And exactly, like you answered my question there, because that's something I was thinking about too, right, is when people are in this situation, you know, how do you ensure that people will have access to those essentials and getting resources there? So that is certainly something that we do need to think about. And obviously, like you said too, wildfires seem to be our norm in our province, and we're seeing it across Canada. So have we seen improvements in wildfire management? There definitely have been changes over the past few years, in particular since 2017, that first season that we referred to as record-breaking, and we've had many like that since. So there have been changes. Uh, for example, there's been greater investment uh, t- directed to local communities and Indigenous governments for fire mitigation, whether that's 
developing community wildfire protection or resiliency plans, whether that's conducting what we call fuel treatments, so essentially managing vegetation in those interface areas to try and reduce hazardous fuels, so vegetation that can burn, um, ignite and spread a fire. Uh, but we definitely have a lot more that needs to be done. You think about the vast forested areas in BC, increasing number of people living close to those flammable areas. So we need greater investment and also to really be proactive and not just relying on wildfire agencies to come and respond. And what can different levels of government do to tackle this issue? I think that's a really great question. We do need to be looking at wildfire risk and preparedness at all different scales. Even below government, we can think about households, homeowner or even renter levels. There's a really great guide, the Fire Smart Guide, where we can look at, for example, keeping firewood or other flammable materials away from your home, using particular plants in the garden that are less flammable. So things you can do at that really small scale. At a local government level, it can be developing one of those community wildfire resilience plans, and that includes things like identifying areas that are at risk but also identifying those key evacuation routes um, and having those evacuation planning sessions. And then all the way up to you know, provincial levels, providing greater incentives and investment into fuels treatments, um, looking at how we manage our forests across the landscape. So that means also working with industry, working with different stakeholders and Indigenous governments. So we really do need to be addressing it at all scales. And of course, that's all the way up to you know, federal level, ensuring meaningful action on climate change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what are the concerns too here, right? Because like you said, we're seeing wildfires in BC, but also across the country as well. And how do we ensure, you know, that we'll have enough resources to help, you know, everybody? That is a concern. You know, we've often relied on when there's a big fire season in BC, having other firefighters and experts coming in from other jurisdictions, whether that's from our east or other countries. But as we're seeing the Western United States having increasingly long fire seasons, particularly in California, when we're seeing major fire seasons in Australia stretching out beyond the normal fire season, that could potentially uh, really challenge our resources because we do rely a lot on those external resources when fires are really active here in BC or in Canada. And it also seems like, too, right, when we are in the season that government, and specifically the federal government, we just kind of will throw money at the issue, which, of course, is needed. But are there other steps that can be taken besides putting money to it? Can we be proactive about this? I think we can be proactive um, in all those different ways that I just mentioned. One thing uh, that has changed in the past year or so is there's been greater investment into BC Wildfire Service. They've been able to bring on more staff season round. So... You know, we maybe typically thought of a BC Wildfire Service or fire agencies as purely response agencies, but they do have a mandate for all aspects of fire management, and that includes preparedness. It includes things like conducting prescribed burns, supporting Indigenous nations in cultural burning. So uh, that's a real shift forward, and I think there needs to be greater investment there. And then again, at, at an individual or homeowner level, thinking about where is the risk in my community? What can we be doing individually? to prepare our homes, prepare our communities, and then to advocate at those higher levels for um, greater investment and potentially policy change. And, you know, Dr. Dixon Hoyle, I always hear about people, you know, when we read about stories like the wildfires, we all want to know, well, what part can I play? How can I contribute to the solutions? And what would be your advice to people on that? 
Well, for all the people um, who are just you know homeowners and residents who are maybe not working in government, I would say go and look up the Fire Smart Guide. See what you can be doing right now to prepare. Um, have a go bag ready. You know, we often think in Vancouver about earthquakes, but that's not to say that a fire couldn't potentially impact you know the Lower Mainland. So have everything ready. Know your evacuation routes. Prepare your home. Uh, and then look at what's available in your local community. Is there an evacuation plan or is there a wildfire preparedness plan? And if not, contact your local government representatives and see what can be done. Dr. Dixon Hoyle, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? I think another major shift that we're seeing is um, a move towards greater shared decision-making and shared responsibility, particularly with Indigenous nations in BC. So that's a really positive um, development. I think there's a lot that can be learned and also a lot that we can do in terms of mitigating risk by supporting First Nations Indigenous people who have been managing and living with fire long before many other people here in this country. Thank you so much for your time again. We appreciate it. You take care. Thanks very much.